draft season. It's that time of year where crazy takes get said, where prospects are put way, way, way out of proportion. And sometimes you got to go to the well. You got to go to your OGs for guests. That's why I did tonight with Markeem. Nightmare Ball One is on here with me. We're going to talk some prospects. We're going to talk some other stuff. But I know you're an Eagles fan. And before we get to the draft, I wanted to ask you about something because I heard this this morning with NFL Talk. Since you're a South Carolina guy, what kind of gauge do you have living there right now on the NFC South as a whole? Well, I know everyone here is down on the Panthers. Uh, a lot of people, I know my brother is a big Panthers fan. And he just doesn't understand what they're doing. He feels like he feels like they shouldn't even trade it for the first pick. Um, yeah, he 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 he's really down. <laughs> and honestly, uh, I most people I know are either Falcons fans or Panthers fans down here, and they hate both. So, yeah, because I feel like <laughs> that's all I can really say. Okay, okay. I feel, like like... The, I feel like I feel like the Falcons are content with being bad. I feel like they want to build through the draft and not spend any money, and I don't know how that's going to work for them. Yeah, that's the thing, because it's like they signed some free agents, like they brought in Jesse Bates and some other guys, but then I feel like with them, it's kind of like, hey, if we're mediocre for a couple more years, it's not the end of the world. But then with the Carolina, it's like you're going for it all when you're never in that position to be – um, two years ago, I fully will admit this. I drank their Kool-Aid. I was calling them a wild card team. They went three and oh, I, I, I remember that. I re- <laughs> then they were just like, Hey, we're bad. And then even they had that game against Dallas where I was like, okay, cool. You know, they hung in tough with the Cowboys team. That's good. And then they lost like, I think 11 of 12 down the stretch. And even the only win I think was that weird Cam Newton game, the I'm back game. Besides that, it's just like. There and even now, like you look. That was a cool moment, though. That was a cool, cool moment. But it was, it was. But with Carolina, though, I just feel like now everyone's gonna be drinking that Kool Aid in the sense of like all these quarterbacks, like CJ. CJ Stroud's the guy. I said this on my last podcast, and where I was like, "Is he the guy, though? He's the guy." Here's my thing, though. If Bryce Young was six feet, not even six one or six two, if Bryce had a six in front of his name for height. He's number one overall. There's no doubt about it. I think and it's just not stupid to me. Like, yeah, five ten, six foot. He's still short. You know, yeah. <laughs> he's still he's short and he's noticeably small. Like he has a small frame, and he's small. You know, what I mean, he's the to me he's the best um, in terms of adaptability in this draft. But what we're doing? Get I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry. That's no, all good. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let, let's just do it because, like, look, that's. That's how you look at it, but the you tie it in perfectly because it's like, look, you have four teams, one of which is at 19, okay, but we Tampa Bay, it's just like, look, this is, it's going to be a bad year if, if you're a Bucs fan. You had your three years, you got your chip, you're fine. The only team you, in that division where... You can't complain. You spent a bunch of money. You got Tom Brady at the end of when he was good. You won a title. You can't get mad at anything after this. You know what I mean? You just know it's, you know it's a rebuild. It's not yeah. a rebuild. It's that it's just time to rip off the band-aid. And then the Saints, they're tricky to figure out because I'm gonna be like, are you good or are you pretend good? That's how I view they, the Saints. They were better than everybody thought, and it's gonna sound crazy when Jameis was healthy. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying Jameis is the answer. I'm saying they were <laughs> they were better than everybody thought when he was playing. Yeah. I don't think that team is bad. I just think that team got really unlucky with a lot of injuries. 
That's the thing because they still have a great defense. They have a they, their offensive line is, is the big is thing. It great though. It it's not great it's, at times. It's it's great to the extent where they can bail people. They can bail you out of games. Like if your offense is bad, they can hold teams and like you can win those like ugly Thursday night style like sixteen to thirteen style football games. They can. They, they're they good. They're great in that they're sense. Really bad. They're there was a stretch yeah. last year where that. Oh yeah. Really bad. Like, oh yeah, they're really getting, bad. Oh yeah, there was that especially that one game against said Buccaneers. 16-3, and then they let they let Tom Brady be Tom Brady, and they got cooked. Yeah, man, I, I don't believe in them either. That whole division looks, like, historically awful. Yeah. Like, historically that, bad. You just look at it, and you're like, who's going to make it out of – who's going to make it into the playoffs in that division? I mean, they were bad last year, but I, I don't think there's any way they're not worse this year. No, but that's just that's how I view them. Where I'm like, okay, you didn't get worse. If anything, they're the same team as last year. So if I were to pick a win total for them right now, and also because Beast is coming back on here soon, um, I'd say somewhere between like seven, maybe nine, if they get lucky, like seven and nine, seven and oh, ten. Oh, the Saints. Yeah, if healthy, the Saints uh, begrudgingly are the best team in that division. But mm-hmm. that that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> that's not yeah. saying a whole lot at all. Yeah. Like, for all we know, it could be Carolina, but it's just I'm so spiteful of what don't they did. Do it, to... Don't do it. stop. Yeah. You, know it, you know it can't be Carolina. You, you know. No. Carolina's going to be that <laughs> no team better. that, like, the media is going to drive everyone to think is good, but they're not. It's like, remember Cleveland in 2019? I saw through that immediately when everyone was like, you know, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and I'm just like, no, nah, they ain't good. And what happened in their first game? Tennessee wiped the floor with them, and everyone was calling them North Division champions. When everybody was hyping that team up, I was like, all of the guys that you that you guys are excited about, every last one of them are inconsistent. <laughs> so, like, why are we? I thought that was funny. Because I, I remember talking with the kid, and we both said the same thing. Like, all those guys are all inconsistent. That's, that's team, probably not going to be that great. But. That's just it. And then... Now let's let's switch gears to the draft because that's ultimately what you want to talk about. Just the NFC South thing came to my mind. And I figure, you know what, you're a Carolina boy. I know, like I said, Eagles fan, but I just wanted to ask about it because like you're in that market. But when it comes to the draft, though, like the way I I still have it is so I rank quarterbacks right now. I want to see what you think of this. So I still go Stroud, Young. I'm gonna go Richardson, and I my take I said last week, and I still agree with this is that if there's anyone who's going to be a bust from this quarterback class, it's going to be Will Levis, especially if he's picked way too high and has that pressure on him. See, I disagree. I think that, again, like the list, um, I guess Stroud, because Stroud is the best, like, pure passer in the whole draft. Yeah. I, I will admit that. He's the one dude that can make most of the throws, but that's another dude that was inconsistent, so I don't know. Um, yeah, Stroud, Bryce Young. And then I would go Levis. And then I would go Richardson because Richardson reminds me of, and I'm not saying that he is, but like the way he plays is very Vickish. Because I saw I saw Vick live, and it reminds me of the same thing: a dude that's a home run hitter, a guy that is 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 very in terms of the deep threat is probably maybe the best in the draft. But when it comes to actually standing in the pocket, reading defenses, making all the throws, he's pretty bad at it. And he's only had, what, 12? No, 13 starts. 12 or 13. Something like that. It's like a season in some games. Like, he, he's played. I just so, yeah, with, all that makes me nervous. I, my thing with Levis and Richardson is just you got to put them on a team where the system's going to fit them best. Like, you can't, like, say, hey, 
we're going to play against your strengths. It's like how the Bears last year, when they're, you'd notice, hey, like what they were doing with Fields, where it's just like, hey, they're making him a pocket passer, but he's not a pocket passer. Meanwhile, you let the dog off the leash, and oh my god, he can run really fast. So that's my thing with those two there. The other guy I have in mind, and also do I just think Richardson, it's just what he did at the Combine, which I think people have to stop taking the Combine for what it is, or the Underwear Olympics, yep. where it's just, absolutely they're there to run drills, they're there to look good. My only thing with Levis... Oh, now, now, in terms of ceiling, the high ceiling in terms of all these quarterbacks is Richardson. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, so I can see it. Like, if you, if you think he'll get there, then he's going to be a superstar. You know what I mean? But the thing is, there's so many things that have to fall into place for somebody like him. It, yeah. it really reminds me of Michael Vick. Like, so, like, in so many ways. It really does. He's just not as bad him. No, no, no. It's not like he's not like that. It's just like there, but it's just the way he plays, his raw talent, his ability and all that stuff. And I think, too, it's the SEC rub that gives him that little bit of the benefit of the doubt. Like, say if he was Clemson, and I know Clemson's still a powerhouse in college football, but I just think when it comes to college football. Are they, are they still a powerhouse? <laughs> not still, but you know, like how they have that, like. I, I'm being rep- facetious. Yeah, they're still. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking. Like, they still have that reputation to them where it's like, hey. There's still like an like a, like when you think of a not a you know, let's call it the term blue blood of college football. You think like not anymore, but like you they're kind of in that talk. Meanwhile, though, with Richardson being a Florida SEC school, I just think it helps his stock to where everyone goes, "Hey, you're doing it against guys who are going to be in the NFL." And my other take for you is, I think that someone who also from the SEC is going to have a very successful NFL career. I'm not out here saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't like saying that with college prospects just because you don't know how these kids are going to turn out. They're all lottery tickets. Absolutely. I still think Hendon Hooker is going to have a heck of an NFL career if he goes to the right spot. I, I just think if he doesn't tear the ACL, he's probably going late first, early second round. But I think the ACL tear, he's going to fall down the charts. So we'll see what happens. Grip. Yeah. He, he's, he's a health risk. Mm. And he's as old as me. <laughs> like, like he's not, by the way. He's 25, which is like 100 NFL years. Oh, my God. My camera's acting crazy. That's what the same, man. You went all blue. Story. I don't yeah, know what's you... going on, but I'm blue, y'all. I'm American blue, but I'm here. But oh, you're back. You're back. But, oh, okay. but, yeah, man. Like, he's so old. Like, if he was if he was 21, I, it's going to keep doing that. I don't know why. But if he's 21, I'd be right with you. But he, he, he's old, man. They call this a podcast for a reason, by the way. So if your camera looks off, yeah, it is what it is. As long as we can hear you, that's, that's all I care about, man. Um, like I'm, It's like, but at the same time, too, with that, it's like saying, who do you think is better, potentially Stenson Bennett or Hendon Hooker? We'll talk about that with Markeem in a second, guys. But before we get to anything else, guys, I got to give a shout-out. Why? Cryer Media right over here. Find all my writings. Find this podcast. Myself and other various independent writers. We are all on Cryer Media. And for those of you asking, hey, what's going on as I fix this up? Right now, you see the shirt. This is the first time ever for me. Usually I have NFL on the monitor to my to my uh, right. But tonight, I don't have the NBA playing. So if you hear me overreacting as the cat's in the background, it is what it is. Um, the other thing- I'll try to fix it. What you going we going with it. We going with it. Um, you already, you already also gave me the title for the podcast. Right, just go on. My camera's acting crazy. Um, but the thing I was saying to you off, I was saying while you were getting your issues fixed up was, if I were to ask you though, who's going to have the better career? Do you think it's Bennett or do you think it's Hooker? Then, if they're both, because you have both two 
older quarterbacks. I think Stetson Bennett sucks, though. That's the difference. I don't think Henry Hooker sucks. I just think he's old and he gets hurt. That's the thing. Like, he's talented. He's old and injury risk. I don't think Stetson Bennett's good at all. Like, not even a little bit. I think that dude is going to be holding a clipboard for the three years he's in the NFL, and then we're going to see him in the XFL. That's what I think. I don't think that dude's good at all. My take he, with he, him? AJ, he is AJ McCarron. It's the old. Literally stole the words out of my mouth. I was just about to go, he's AJ McCarron. Like, for everyone going, oh, he's got a natty. I'm like, yeah, AJ McCarron won a natty championship, too. But if you look at the rosters, both of them were with full of talent. Meanwhile, with Stetson Bennett's teammate, Jalen Carter, where like where is he in your radar right now? All right, okay. All right, here, here's, the, here's the thing. And also, uh, before you do that, I'm sk- I'll come back for the answer in a second, but I have an animal freaking out over there, so I'm going to need you to vamp for like just 30 seconds. I'm sorry, folks, yeah, to do, do, do this. Do your thing, do your thing. Okay, right, I'll be so, back, guys. I promise. All right, all right so I'm going to keep going. Um, yeah, he is good i think that in terms of um uh potential i think he could be great i think he needs to go to a line where he can provide support a ready-made line where the double team is not on him as much because his his big his his biggest weakness was spotting the double team there were so many times where he got jammed at the line and all that good stuff and plus you know Obviously, the accident, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying in terms of the skill. Yeah, I mean, he he could have been, you know, incredible. But again, the accident, and then not only that, just I feel like he needs to be on the line where he is a part of the reinforcements. He needs to. It doesn't need. He doesn't need to be the best player on the line when he first starts because the reason why he worked so well at Georgia was that like his biggest weakness, like I said, is fighting the double team. If he, there's so many times when he got jammed up. If he has a bunch of guys that are threats around him, one on one, nobody can stop him. There's not a soul in the league in the league right now. I feel like that can actually block him one on one. So we'll see. My other pick too, and for some reason I go to leave. And so, long story short, folks, I may have to step out again because it's the cat making the cat's being the cat right now. But um. When it comes to, like, D-line prospects, which this draft is full of them, my personal favorite still is Van Ness from Iowa. He just, like, has, you know, some guys like the Bosa brothers, they just have that look of an NFL player. Yeah, he's good. He's good. That's him from, yeah. Like, and if there's two guys uh, who I think are very highly touted prospects, and it was you. You were making the noise. Why were you being (laughs) annoying, huh? Look at the camera. Look into the camera. You were being annoying. I heard you whining. Okay? We're going to be quiet? We're going to be quiet? Nah, you know okay. better. Come on now. We're going to be quiet. Come on. You can go. Come on. You can go. Good kitty. Is that your that cat's not finished, Griff. You know that. That cat's Dude, not finished. That cat is not finished. No. Cats know how to annoy humans better than anyone else in the world. Um, But no. And then the two other guys who I love who are shooting up draft boards currently is... Because I have to say this because I have a team picking. In, I know the Eagles are picking 10th. Patriots are picking 14th. But two players I love, like like I said, if Van Ness or Carter somehow fall to 14, yeah, you're rushing a card up, but they won't be there. The other guy, too, and I still think he, it took him a while to get his roses, but he's getting them now, too, is Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. We'll see how he is. I knew you were going to say that. I knew, I knew yeah. you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. And the other one who I love, but he won't be there because I think either one of these two players is going to be a Detroit Lion, and that is 
either Devin Witherspoon, Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, I, I like I like both of them. I like I like I really like Gonzalez because um, there were a lot of times where you know how Oregon plays the cover two. Uh, I'm gonna leave you on an island. You guard the best wide receiver, <laughs> and he was the best in the nation at it. Like yeah. period in terms of one on one coverage and you know Pac-12 was not full of but they're not full of you know slouches at receiver and he did really well against all of the top. Receivers in the Pac-12, they had a worst game against him. So, I mean, he can do it. I just feel like in a draft, this is my take right here, in a draft where it lacks pass catchers, whether it be receiver or tight end, all these dudes I don't think are going to be that great, to be honest. Uh, he he did a great job uh, stopping a lot of those guys, but in the NFL – with you know the big dogs, you know what I mean. <laughs> how's it going? How's it going to do against you know Devontae Adams or you know the, the guys like that, the top dogs? I don't know. I don't think you can just put him on an island like he was before. I don't think you do that in the NFL. Like well, he's, I don't, I, don't, I don't think he'll have the same impact because like before he had the impact of shutting down the side of the field. I I don't think you can do that in the NFL. I don't yeah, because like. Because when I look at Gonzalez, like, say if he goes to Detroit, and if he gets cooked by Jefferson, everyone's going to go, always oh, a rookie, this and this. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, too, when 18 does his thing, like, there's just certain players in the NFL where they have that, like, I'm him mantra. So it's like he's going to get cooked, and everyone's going to be like, oh, this, this. And it's just like at the same time, too, let him develop, let him settle. The one take I actually kind of started to agree with you on, the more I was looking at it, I think the media and the scouts, like the TV scouts, like, you know, the Mel Kuypers and stuff like that, yeah. are higher on the wide receivers than the actual teams themselves. I feel like wide receiver is going to be a thing where everyone's saying, you know what, besides in Smith and Jigba, but I think guys like Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, countless other receiver names, I know I can't name them all, and right now it is what it is, those guys are all going to fall to probably late day one, day two. And for the tight end class, I want to give the example of Kyle Pitts just because – I remember you and I have talked about this before specifically where I love the NFL fans that do a redraft and they're like, oh, but why wasn't Travis Kelsey taken so soon? And it's just you realize these kids take time to develop. George Kittle was a fifth-round pick. And Travis also, too, Travis Kelsey wasn't good. I don't, Travis no. Kelsey was not good. <laughs> like, it's just that simple. They're, like, Patrick Mahomes was not good. You know what yeah. I mean? That's why, that's why everybody was so concerned. He just wasn't good. I want to go to Mahomes for a second because, you know, and you'll find this funny. Do you think Mahomes having a 2018 MVP season truly got Cliff Kingsbury the Arizona Cardinal job where everyone thought, hey, you coached him in college even though he got fired from Texas Tech? Ooh, that you, is Mandela effect for you right there. You yeah. might be right. You might be right. Even I would say Andy Reid had more to do with him winning that MVP than Cliff Kingsbury ever did. When he was at Texas Tech, he wasn't good, Griff. That's no. the thing. He like, was I, inconsistent. He put up, he put up monster numbers because every quarterback – that plays in that system, the the fucking Mike Leach system that they just every coach fucking instills. <laughs> That's a, if, if you play in that system, you're gonna put up monster numbers. But exactly, you know, it's that. just one of those things where you're you're gonna hit your overs, you're gonna get into these shootouts. That's why like those Texas Oklahoma games every year have like like the one in twenty one where it was like I think. 54 to 51 was the final score. Oh, that's another receiver coming out this year that I like, but not for day one, but Marvin Mims. I feel like he 
he'll be he'll be a guy where I'm not saying he's going to be good, like fantastic, but I think he'll be a serviceable NFL receiver, and that's can, what you can, can ask for. About the best receiver, the only one with the potential to be a superstar. You have not bought him up. What JSN? Quentin Johnson. He's the only one with real potential to be a superstar. He's like, he's a big ball. Like like there are some teams where I look at him and I'm like. You plug him in right away, and he's gonna shine. I look at the Giants for that. I look at like the the Patriots in a non biased way for that. All those teams where you're like you're truly lacking a wide receiver one, he would go there and just you know light the world on fire. I I love him. My, um, my biggest also, problem with him though, there's one huge problem with him. Hmm. He has entirely too many drops. I'm talking about like yeah. historic amount of drops, like like Terrell Owens towards the end type drops. Like he drops inexplicable wide open passes. If he gets that under control, he's the one, the only one that I see has real potential to be a superstar. A lot of these dudes can end up being good. Uh, JSN could be good. You know, I think he's going to be really good. Quentin though, he could be a superstar, like legit a superstar. I, I just don't know about JSN because he was hurt all of last year. Meanwhile, Marvis Harrison's kid next year, Oh yeah, yeah. Look out for him. Absolutely. Look, look out for him. But I feel like everyone thinks of JSN. It's like you know, oh how Olave and Garrett Wilson came in the league right away and like lit it up. I don't know. Despect it just because JSN had the injury riddle draft here. So we'll wait and see. But the other class I want to talk about, like where do you stand on the running backs right now? Because I think these some of these guys can be good, but I don't think there's going to be like I, there's only I want us to draft one of them. I want us to. Draft. <laughs> I we want to grab B. John Robinson. I'm a hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Mm-hmm. I think that dude's the best player in this whole draft. Problem is, Mine is Will An- Mine is Will Anderson, just because he's got that, which is still wild to think with Alabama, because next year, I feel like as we talk about this year's draft class, the more I realize how good next year's draft class has the potential to be. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. They're so <laughs> – these dudes now, though, like this whole draft class in general is just kind of weak. And then we'll we'll all turn out to be wrong because it will be the strongest ever. But but right now it looks kind of weak. But next year, next year's draft – because that's the draft class with Caleb Williams. So, yeah, that's, that's the – and everything else around him and all the other skill players that, man, listen, <laughs> that's the one. That's the one you might see teams tanking for, like, next year. I have a hot take about a team with a quarterback situation that I think Caleb Williams would, they would exile their quarterback immediately for. Who's that? Arizona. If Arizona I, okay. finishes, if they have let, number let, one or number two. It, let's see how it goes this year, and then I'd be right with you. If it goes well, I don't think they'll do that, but we'll see. I, I just think if they're picking outside of the top five, it won't happen, but if – you're picking inside the top five. Like, I'm, trade I'm for you, you absolutely yeah. trade for that number one pick. Absolutely. Because, yeah, or if you get number one, you're taking him. Uh, because even another player for next year I really like, Dallas Turner out of Alabama. Of course. Of yeah. course. Oh, and course. let's not forget, too, Brock Bowers as well. Like, that's a guy who's going to be like, when you talk, because like the, the tight ends this year, like Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid, who just got cleared today. And there's a third name that I'm blanking on, even though the two tight ends I like. Pardon me? You're talking about Sam Laporta. Yeah. The tight ends I look at for later picks who I think are going to be good is Latu and Schoonmaker. 
Because those are guys, you know what, hey, you don't need them right away or so. But meanwhile, meanwhile, as, look guys, technology is a bitch sometimes. It happens to the best of us. As I'm having a shitty hair day, I'll be honest with you guys. And if you're wondering why I'm not freaking out over the Raptors game, it's because they're beating Chicago by a lot right now. And I'm loving it because hopefully we can beat Chicago. And then, sorry, big rap, but your heat aren't going anywhere. And, oh, the Jays are losing, so that sucks. Great. Life is great, everyone. Um, Let's go. And then I'm looking right now at my, like, hockey pool that I'm in where I'm in a money's position and... And I am, like, doing really well. So, it's like, life is good. Life is good. And I'm waiting for him to come back. And just like All that. Right. We're using the crappy cam because the <laughs> other one's not working. So, I look dark. I look weird. But, yeah, we're using this one. You sound better, weirdly enough. So, unplug. I do? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing reasonable, going back to the Kyler Murray thing, is just because that team, I just, when I look at that team, Arizona, I'm just like, you're not going to be good. Like, there's a handful of teams I look at where I'm just like, you're not going to – like, there's them. I'd probably say Houston just because – and I saw a take on this, but I feel like give them another two years, and I feel like D'Amico Ryans can either – he'll either build something or he'll be out of there. It's the day, He is basically Dan Campbell right now, you know? Man, I don't know. I, I think – I thought he was a weird hire, but that's just me. I, I just think weird. it's that – I just think it's that like higher where it's like he can get the guys to rally around him, you know, where it's like we know he's gonna be here. He can get the yeah, most. But you out gotta of call him. plays, Griff. You gotta call. Yeah, like that's the like you. They, they can all love you. That's why you should be an assistant. I think it's weird he's a head coach, and I know I'm not supposed to say that, but because I mean, hey, that's a brother. But and just being honest, <laughs> like, like you know, I, I hey, this, I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. That's yeah. Weird. I was like, D'Amico Bryans, what? Yeah, and <laughs> even, the, the, like, that's why, like, I know they came from your systems, too, but, like, I don't know how Steichen's going to be an indie where, like, I'm just, I'm like, man, you got to do it. But then there's some teams where. Speaking of indie. Yeah. You, you, you think okay. Indy's taking a QB, man? I, like, I just think that they're go. You know what I would do if I was indie, to be honest with you? Just try to like have the season with Minshew, or even have a season where you don't or like trade back. You know, don't you don't have to go because unless they're they don't team need the, to, yeah they don't need this pick. They do not need this pick. This high no. at least I don't think. One team I've been seeing for trade ups with I don't know if you've seen this, but like how people have been calling Arizona for trading their pick. Um, but like Tennessee moving up from eleven to three to take. Uh, take a quarterback i'm just like guys like tennessee's another team i'm like y'all need to burn it down there's just there's there are certain teams in the nfl right now I th- where it's I like i think what they're doing they're yeah. they're sitting there waiting hoping like levis falls to them i don't think yeah. they want to like give up anything to get up in there i think they're just waiting to see if levis falls to them. and yeah. i mean it's a good chance he does because you got people like you who <laughs> who are now <laughs> so it's I, a good I, chance I, well, with Levis, it's a few things. It's one, when you see someone just, like, ripping a ball in, like, a open practice facility, like, 70, 80 yards, and everyone's like this, and then you the people being like, we were tricked by you, Zach Wilson, so we're not going to fall down that rabbit hole again. And my other one, too, is the fact that he's a borderline psychopath by not only posting uh, glow-up pics on Instagram, but as well apparently eating a banana 
with the peel included, where I'm just like, you know, that's a, that's I'm gonna quote Randy Jackson. That, oh, that's I didn't a no see. for me, dog. I'll I'll DM you the video. I didn't so see I'll... that. Oh, you know. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, that, I'll, that's uh... enough for me to say no too. Nah. <laughs> oh, but when I look at this draft too, I want to think which team has the most to gain right now. That's the thing. And one team where I think they're gonna come, this team can come out winners. That's still I still am high on Chicago. What you mean by high? Like define what you mean. Oh, that you know you can have a team that you can start to build that maybe in a couple of years you can be competitive. I'm not talking high in the sense of, yeah, like the the Bears are back. They're going to win this many games. No, the Bears having a six and eleven season in my opinion is a successful season. The Bears winning four or five games would be a successful season unless Justin Fields has this ungodly Ohio State third year where he just takes off and like does what Josh Allen did in 2020. Besides that, I don't see it. I just think, you know, like, you know, last year, everyone was saying that with the Jets, where the Jets had a good draft, where it's like, hey, you got Sauce, you got Garrett Wilson, and then you got other players, to which right now, I still say this, like, how, how, you know what, moving off the draft, I want to ask you this, if he ends up going there, because if he doesn't go there, look, I'm just going to laugh, and Danny's going to hate me, he'll still hate me, but, um... How good do you think Aaron Rodgers will make the New York Jets? Okay. Let let's let let's let's break it down completely. Okay, let's let's break it down completely. Yeah. They were above five hundred borderline playoff team last year with one of the best defenses in the league, a, a stacked roster around them, and just an unplayable quarterback. Rodgers is playable. They're a playoff team. It's just that some like is if they just keep as much as you can the same, because you're going to have to give up some shit for Aaron Rodgers, but if you can keep as much as you can the same and put in a playable QB, which Rodgers is – I mean, talk people talk a lot of shit about Aaron Rodgers, but at the end of the day, he's still good. Like, he's Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? He's still good. He's not embarrassing. It's not – it might get there. <laughs> it might it might get there, but he he's still, he's still good enough. And I think just that he makes him a playoff team. Because Zach Wilson, you couldn't even play him. They didn't have a playable quarterback, and they still almost made playoffs. So I think they're a playoff team. They had Rodgers. I think I want to say the same. It's just with them. I want to do the whole, you got to prove it to me, just because for years you've been just like, it's like, you know how like the Denver Broncos were when it's like Russell Wilson. It's like Russell Wilson, and then they're back. And then it's like, hey, they're not. Which this year I'll say this, as long as Sean Payton gets it right, I'm not going to discount them. I'm not saying they're going to be good. I'm just saying I'm not expecting them to be as bad as they were last it, year. It can't be worse than last year. It cannot yeah. be worse. That's the thing. And then you got stories out of the AFC East where it's like Miami, which, look, I think Miami can be good. I just think a lot of it hinges on how healthy Tua is. And then Buffalo, I'm not going to write off just because, look, we learned these mistakes last year. Remember everyone saying Buffalo was great, Buffalo was this. And I was in the corner saying uh, – Hey, don't don't diss Kansas City. Like, don't knock off Kansas City. And what happened? Kansas City won. I know they beat y'all, but like, they won the whole damn thing. And then I'm not counting out my team just yet. I'm in Buffalo, I'm, New York. I I do not believe in anything in Buffalo, New York, except the rap group Gazelda. I don't care about anything in that fucking city. Because that team, it was it was laid out for them to make the Super Bowl. It was it was it was right there. They played the Bengals in the most 
miserable conditions you possibly play in, and they wet the fucking bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I will never. You hear me? I will never pick them to win anything meaningful as currently constructed ever again. That team, that that team last year, that performance that they that game was never close. And for that right there, that's enough for me to go. No, ultimate chokers. I'm with them. Done. But can I ask you something? Is Josh Allen top five quarterback in the league right now? Absolutely. And that's what makes it so sad because that that dude is pretty goddamn great. Honestly, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, him. You know, I've seen people rank Trevor Lawrence over him right now. And I don't even blame them by how fucking pitiful he was in that game. I don't even blame him. He was pitiful, man. But then the one player where I look at to where he can potentially be top five, and I think he's right there right now, is Herbert. Which is, I think a lot of people got to realize, like, Herbert's got to get a win in the playoffs. Oh, another dude. Listen, let's have a real conversation about him, Griff. Let's be honest. He can make every throw. He don't win. He doesn't win any game that matters. He name one game he has won his entire career that actually mattered. The only game that comes he to won. mind. With him, I'm not that talking was the meaning. team. I'm talking about that he not and got. Oh, uh, yeah, that number is zero. <laughs> like that. I'm talking about that that he won. Like yeah, that team. Because that that off. Of, and that team is good enough that they win enough games. But like he himself, it's not like where you took Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Dan Marino or you know guys that he's been compared to that win games. I have not seen him do that. I've never seen him do that. And he's so yeah. fun to watch because he's so great. Like he's so talented. But I haven't seen him do that. No. Neither have I. Like I, like he has all the mechanics. It's just like you got to surround him with the talent, and you got to have. He's got to give that have that game where it, I'm going to go all 2023 here, where he's him. He's got to have that him moment where everyone looks at <laughs> and, and says like, you know, hey, you are our guy. You are him because like Josh Allen's had those games. Burrow's had those. Mahomes has had those. Hurts has had those. I ain't never seen that out of uh, Herbert either. Nope. I have not either. And it will never happen. Yeah. And the other reason why I'm just so excited for the draft to happen is for the media and most specifically guys like Albert Breer and Dove Kleinman to stop making up all these weird stories about the Patriots. I just think what happened last year was just so, like, it was just such a dumpster fire to where, and that's, I'm also going to say this too, for everyone saying that the Patriots are going to suck and they're going to be a bad team, I'm sorry, but if the team that was 8-9 and nine last year and 7-9 and nine in the Cam Newton season when they should have been like a 3-4 or four win team, I'm still going to have faith until they prove me otherwise. They also lost a lot of close games. I'm just saying. It's lost they a lot did. of close games. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Vegas for obvious reasons. I don't think they're – yeah, I don't think they're nearly as bad as, like, people have been saying. I've heard that a lot, too. Oh, you know, they don't have a quarterback either. The defense, so many guys left, and they're losing people. I'm like, bro, it's – look, man, I know know 
everybody is fashionable now that like Bill Belichick is some sort of bum now instead of the greatest defensive coach, at least at the bare minimum to ever live and to me the greatest coach to ever live. So you still have that dude. I'm just I'm just yeah. saying, man. I'm just saying. And, and also saying. too, he if everyone's saying, Oh, this could be his last year, he's on the hot seat. I'm like, he's chasing Don Shula on for the hot Could you imagine? Could could you imagine somebody going, nah, Bill, you're fired? That's crazy. Kraft is not that stupid. Kraft, Kraft, yeah, he wants to win, but at the same time, too, it's not going to be like, oh, this and this. It's going to take a lot to get Belichick fired. Like he would have to do some weird off-field shit. But when it comes to this team and this organization as a whole, they're doing things right now. And where I look at them and I say, are they a great team? No, but they're a better team than they were last year. And also to the defense point, the defense actually has and also too their offensive line is a little wonky um defense has top five potential i'm not saying they're there but they have the potential to be there and also for losses at the moment Devin mccordy is the big one we'll see what ends up happening but and that's the other thing too a draft night i have options like you know sometimes with draft night you're like round one you got to get this or you got to get that my big three for them is offensive line wide receiver or cornerback they can walk away one night one with one of those three. I will be happy. And also, I'm not going to make judgments on night one unless, like, you know, they do the Nikhil Harry thing again. But I feel like they've learned from their mistakes. Like, for everyone last year saying Cole Strange was a bad pick. Was he at the time? Yes. Did he turn out to be a bad pick? No. He had a fantastic rookie season at left guard. I just want my team to draft B. John, but they're not. They're not, man. They're going to end up drafting some linemen. And I can't get mad at it because it'll make sense. But I feel like that team is ready to win. Add that dynamic to that team. And if we can make it back there, we'll win the title. Like, we'll win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Just add. Um, if you were to wait until, like, do you guys have your own first-round pick, too, or no? Cause I, don't... Uh, I, don't, I don't believe so, no. I don't think. Oh, okay, because I was about to say you could also think. wait fact, until later in the first round nope. or even the second round. Oh no! Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We got it. We got it. We got if it. If you can't, if you don't get Bijan, would you be happy with like a Jameer Gibbs or uh, the? I believe his last name is Miller from uh, TCU. I mean, I'll accept it. <laughs> I'll accept it, Griff. But I'm telling you, man, like that dude. He's he's the best player in this draft. Like you look at Bijan and you're you just like right. It's like the LeBron James J.R. Smith thing where you're like, him. where you're like looking at him like he's right there. Just take him. Just take him. Because oh, I feel like with the draft though, like he, he fit and he and he fits. The thing is that he fits. That's what that's what's bothering me because I know they're not going to do it. And he fits. He's the need. He is. Uh, that's not me being irresponsible. We no. need a running back, and they're not going to do it. They're not. No, I. I I completely agree with you. Like, you guys, like, because, look, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott's good for the Giants games, and that's pretty much about it. But Rashad Penny's not a reliable RB1 just because he can't stay healthy. So I think at some point you guys will get – you guys probably will end up drafting a running back. It's just not going to be at the time where you want it. And the guy I want will be gone. <laughs> I know it's coming, long- man. I know this game. Look. Look, I'm glad when the Eagles surprise me and they and they truly are great, it, it's awesome. But I still know this team. I know how they roll. 
it's been like this since I was a kid, man. Like they, I'm not gonna let my guard down because they find they find a way to break my heart. I'm telling you. Like I remember after they won the Super Bowl a few years ago, I was telling everybody, I was like, look, things are gonna get a little rough again. They're gonna make some bad decisions, and they did for a little bit. And then they made it back to the Super Bowl, and everybody was like, oh, be be excited. They made it back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I have them. I look, I cheer for them, but I have them at arm's lift, girl. I, I I just I know not to get hurt anymore. I know. My big thing, my big thing too is with the Eagles. A great NFL what if to do. What if Alshon Jeffrey doesn't let the ball go right through his hands? Remember that divisional round game? Oh man, man, don't don't say that, man. I know, I know, I know. Hey, dude, I could do that for I could do that for me too. Like, what if instead of now cooking the Patriots any chance he gets on Twitter, what if Asante Samuel doesn't drop in an interception on second down in that Super Bowl? Oh yeah, people That's like true. to remember the David Tyree thing, true. but Asante Samuel had a pick in his hand. Yeah, what if David Tyree drops it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. David. That 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 drive never happens if he gets that interception. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Patriots, Patriots have their perfect year. They Brady is that was Brady's Brady must get ring. ring. Yeah, that's the ring that probably solidifies him as one of the greatest of all time because. He went 10 years without winning one. People, I think, tend to forget that. And also, too, this was talked about last time. For everyone saying, oh, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. His first three rings were pretty much one-off defense. I know he had his clutch moments in those three Super Bowls, but those Patriots defenses were unreal. That's why I always tell people, like, those first three rings with Tom Brady, is he is. I don't really hold much stock into those because truth be told, he's a glorified game manager. It wasn't until like 2005, 2006, where he became the killer that, you know what I'm saying? We knew him more as, as, as time went on, I'd say, take that time period to the end. And then to me, that is your goat. Not those three, not those first three, those first three to me don't even mean that much. Cause he, he didn't do much. He didn't, he didn't do much, man. You know which game I was actually because like ran, I follow an account called Random Tom Brady Highlights and other Patriot accounts will pop up on my page from time to time, and one that um, and one that came up from time to time. If you want to see his first true killer highlight, in my opinion, is the game against the San Diego Chargers in the 2007 divisional round when the when that was the year LT breaks the rushing record. Philip Rivers was great. You had Antonio Gates. You had oh yeah, Vincent they were the Jackson better team. On the team. At, they went into San Diego were... and took care of them. The, the better team, yeah, yeah. They they were the built playoff team, and they they kind of thrashed them. Yeah, yeah. There's Brady. There was Brady Not on there on the better team, but they were the better playoffs. Yeah, that that's just it. That's just it. But anyway, Markeem, I gotta thank you because for folks out there, Markeem told me this before we started. He is under the weather. He is not feeling well, but he broken camera and all. He pushed through, and I thank you for that, sir. It's great to talk to you as always. Absolutely, absolutely. You you know that, Griff. You know that, Griff. And you in it kind of early, ain't it, man? You got you got much else to say? Yeah, that's just the thing where I'm like, okay, look, we talked about the prospects, we talked about the draft, we talked some team stuff. It's just it's that time of year where it's like you're just like I want the draft to happen, and then it's just like unless something else comes up, it's like that really quiet time because I feel like for the NFL calendar. OTAs don't really mean much just because, like, they mean much, something in the sense of, like, hey, the guys are in the facilities, but they don't mean much in the sense of, like, hey, they're just there to work out and stuff like that and maybe throw a couple balls around. 
it's literally 15 days from now when we get to sit back on our couches and watch all these stupid hot takes either come reality or they were just takes that will get lost in the lure of time. I just want the chance to get to talk to you before the draft. That's all. That's all, that's all my dude. Because, you know, yeah, because, oh, you know, trades and shit are going to happen. And I don't want to speculate. We have no clue. That's, that's why when it comes to a mock draft, I literally am only focused on my team and what they do. Because, like, all for all these trades that come up, like, remember last year draft night? Hey, AJ Brown getting traded to the uh, Eagles. And I was like, wait, what? Like, stuff like that's going to come up. The unexpected is going to happen. So you just got to hopefully sit back and wait and fast forward uh, 14 day, 15 days till the uh, night one of the draft in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, man. That, that That's just it. Anyway, guys. All right, Griff, let's get out of here, man. We're running out of steam. You know let's go. Let's, we're, we're running out of steam. Before <laughs> this just becomes a meaningless podcast about nothing else, guys, we're going to take you out. I was playing it as the intro. It's the new outro because you got to give a shout-out to the family. So shout-out to Cryer Media once again. Shout-out to Nightmare Bala. Great guy as always, Markeem. Thank you for coming on once again, guys. And we will see you next time here on YWC Football Talk. This has been episode number 225. Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.